must constantly look at things in a different way. The Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast was created by two physical therapists out of the desire to learn more about the different educational roles in physical therapy and healthcare and how healthcare education works by talking with educational leaders and people with different perspectives within physical therapy and across interdisciplinary lines on how education can be improved to disrupt the status quo of healthcare education. This is our journey and thanks for listening. Are you a third-year physical therapy student that excels on tests when you have study guides, checklists, and deadlines? With all of the information available about how to prepare for the NPTE, it's easy to get disorganized and not feel prepared going into the big day. NPTE Prep Success is an online course that provides PT students easy-to-use study guides and step-by-step guidance through the NPTE preparation. To learn more, visit kylericeprep.com. Thank you again all for your continued support, and now for the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Feel, and I'm flying solo today as we're coming to you live from CSM down in New Orleans. This episode, we actually talk about international conferences with Dr. Karen Litzy, Dr. Sarah Haig, and Dr. Sandy Hilton. We're at the Big Easy CrossFit, and big shout out to them, and a thank you for uh, hosting us for the first annual PT Podcast Palooza. Uh, so without further ado, ladies, could you introduce yourselves and just let our audience know who they have the pleasure of hearing from tonight? I am Dr. Sandy Hilton of Entropy Physiotherapy in Chicago, and um, that's it. Happy to be here at CSM, wrapping it all up. This is Sarah Haig, also from Entropy Physiotherapy in Chicago. And um, yeah, super excited to have the chance to talk about all of the fun things to do in the world after a really fun week at CSM. And I am Karen Litzy, and I am the owner of Karen Litzy Physical Therapy in New York City, and happy to be here and wrap up CSM in a really fun way. So thank you for having us. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, ladies. So let's start with an intro question, easy one here. For somebody who is considering going to a conference, any conference, what are some of the benefits they can expect if they decide to attend? Wow, uh, this is Sandy. Um, hopefully, and this is the old programming chair, that you will, you will go and you will learn something or be exposed to a thought or an idea that you hadn't come across before, which might be, wow, I thought I was the only one that thought this, or maybe something that confronts your um, pre-existing opinions, but also the the colleagues that you will meet and the real in-person connections you will make are absolutely priceless. Agreed. So this is Sarah, and I would say um, a highlight in general, but a specific highlight from this conference is when you when there's so much interaction online via social media, Facebook and Twitter and um, I've decided to, I'm really not very good at Instagram, but I suppose any people are doing that as keep well. Trying. Keep <laughs> trying. Keep trying. It'll get better. But, but um, is, is that ability to have those conversations go, you know what, can we just talk about this over a drink? And someone actually reached out to me and we had a drink together and it was a really wonderful conversation and um, we weren't really arguing online, but it was really fun to kind of address their questions and not have all of the other static and noise that seems to happen in, in online discussion. So it's it's that opportunity to have the discussion with the person you were having a discussion with virtually, in person, as a person. Yeah, and, and I think one of the benefits of going to any conference um, is that you have the ability to perhaps take some 
classes or take some listen go and listen to some talks from great researchers and teachers that you don't normally have access to outside of an online world so it's a great chance to be able to learn from people who are at the top of their game and to also be able to interact with them in person and ask questions and I also find here at CSM where there's 17,000 17,000 people um, which is very very big um, if you kind of go with the plan in mind of what the goal of what your goal of attending that conference is going to be Mm -hmm. then it makes it a little less daunting so if your goal is to like my goal was to really make some meaningful connections with people and to meet 10 people that I didn't know um yeah you went on a treasure hunt yeah yeah and so and to not just be in a big group full of people hi 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 but to really have some meaningful time with someone whether and it doesn't have to be all night but whether it's five minutes or maybe a lunch or something like that and so i feel like that's a really great way to approach a conference of any size but especially of something of this caliber yeah that's a great point karen i actually my first csm i had no goals i didn't know what i was doing i was a second year student uh, I believe it was close to us. It was either in Tennessee or might have been in Carolina, maybe. I don't know. It was, I just know it was close enough to drive, so I went. And I didn't, didn't set any goals, didn't know what I was doing, just thought I was supposed to go to the conference. So uh, I think that's a great tip for people looking to, to do conferences for sure. So let's make it a little bit tougher now. When going about choosing a conference, what are some characteristics that people should be looking for to determine a good conference from a bad one? That all depends on what your goals are, to call back the previous question. Um, And that's going to be highly individual. If you're looking to make business connections, there are some conferences that are better for that than others. If you're curious about what actual best practice is, there's some for that. So it's really, um, it's much like choosing music. What is it that you're you're looking for and what you're trying to find in it? Uh, And then find the best in the world that does that. Um, and I, that's kind of how this the whole thing started tonight is don't limit yourself to just the U.S. Um, there's a whole world of fantastic information out there. Um, and take a look. Uh, and also, I would say don't limit yourself to the U.S., but also don't limit yourself to just the physio world. Yeah. Obviously, our profession takes things from psychology, from behavioral science, from physics, from, you know, different kinds of outcome measure data, data things. Um, obviously, I don't go to those conferences, but um, Yet. to, to kind of, you know, like like when people are surprised when I'm attending a conference regarding sports, and it, it, it's kind of weird because I, I, while I have a specialty in pelvic health, it's, it, it's fun to get outside of there because the stuff you learn is only going to enhance the exactly. stuff you know. Right. Good point. Um, Good point. Whether it challenges it or expands it or makes you think about it in a different way, it's just fantastic and to get those different perspectives so my my, like not just in the u.s but also different disciplines Mm -hmm. so go to courses go to classes where believe it or not there's massage just just massage therapists Mm -hmm. and i say that completely jokingly i know many amazing ones but go where there's physicians go where Mm -hmm. there's researchers don't just hang out with the same people because then you'll end up hearing the same thing yeah you get in an echo chamber at times you do step out yeah and and you know obviously i echo everything that sandy and Sarah just said, and I one thing I just really want to add to that, and Sarah kind of touched on it for a minute there, is when you're looking at conferences, really look at things that are interdisciplinary. Look at 
where you're going to be maybe sitting next to a sports scientist and a physician and an epidemiologist and a researcher and a physio and try and really and and try and understand what they do and how they do it because it may not be that it's immediately applicable to your clinical practice but it can be immediately applicable to your critical thinking skills mm -hmm. and to what makes you want to decide to do something and you can learn a lot from those people so don't kind of throw those things out just because it's not applicable to your immediate clinical world because no matter what it's going to be applicable to something right and sarah and i just held up 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah but that was a perfect time Karen. yeah no, well put well put. nailed it so uh, Sandy kind of alluded to this a little bit in the last answer there, but um, ladies, the reason that we have you here tonight is, you know, the fact that you've all traveled outside the U.S. and experienced international conferences. So my question to you all is, what are some of the differences that you find between conferences in the U.S. and international conferences? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So have we have we ever filtered ourselves here on the Healthcare Education Transformation so, Podcast? What I found, I mean, I for, I. Last year was the first year I went to an international conference, and what I found was that people are less concerned with the alphabet soup behind your name, after your name, so they don't care what your certifications are. They, you know, you're meeting people, they're introducing themselves by their names, not I'm Dr. So-and-so or I'm this, and... I think everybody's cool with that. No one really cares. No one's like, I'm Professor So-and-so. It's This is just your their first name, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and I find that, at least at the conferences I went, that I've gone to, which, like I said, I've, I went to the IOC Injury Prevention Conference last year, and both Sarah and I went to a sports congress in Copenhagen earlier this month, um, is that there's a lot more willingness to be collaborative, and regardless of your... Uh, status regardless of your profession so you know after I went to Monaco the reason I went to Copenhagen was because I was collaborating with BJSM and so it, there's just a lot more feeling of I don't know what's the word ladies fill in the word like for me collaboration yeah, yeah. collaboration is what I would um, say Coll sharing. collegiality yeah and yeah. so everybody's really friendly and you get the sense that they everybody just wants to be helpful which is sometimes something there's no competitiveness yeah. at least from what I can see where and I think that's a big difference when you go to some not all events here but some events there's a lot of competitiveness and you did this so I'm going to do this and it's a one-up and and there it's like, oh, wow, you do that? That's so cool. What, how can I help? Or what can we do? And so... How can we promote that? How can we help you? How can we promote that? And I think one of the things that I wish we did more here is, you know, when you meet someone, be like, oh, that's so cool. You know, what what can I help you with? Yeah. Or this is... Or be able to say, you know, I really need help with this. Do you know anyone? Yeah. And, and, you know... That's, that's a good point, Karen. I, I'm starting to notice a little bit of that now. I know in my first eight years of being a PT, there was I didn't notice much of that at all. Mm -hmm. But the last year or two, I'm starting to see some, at least. There is a movement in the mm -hmm. right direction, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not frequent, and it's not overwhelming, but it is there. It, mm -hmm. it does exist. So. Yeah. Well, and so I would say I didn't, as a physio, I think I've been out for six or seven years. I didn't even know international conferences were an option until Sandy dragged me to Milan. <laughs> Begged and, her to accompany me <laughs> to Milan. But it's, um, 
you know, it, it's interesting how you end up in places. For me, honestly, it, it, while I'm always looking to grow professionally, it's really like the, the personal reaching out and encouragement that has gotten me to all of these conferences. So mm-hmm. I would have never gone to Milan without Sandy. And side note, there'd be no entropy physiotherapy. But also, um, even the sports congress, before I knew Karen was going, there were several people, organizers, that I had or- met at other conferences who were like, you would really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And it is that... Um, uh, that talking to people who do what you do, but in different healthcare systems. So you're really looking at how are you practicing because it's best practice, not how are you practicing to get paid in the system you're in. And it's really um, refreshing, yeah. and it really yeah. helps you. Wait, let me check what I'm doing at home because why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And to have those conversations with, um, with just again people from all over the world who want to make the world better. Yeah, and that's their goal. Is they just want people to feel good and. And also elevate professions. You know, they like want all of them. All, all of them. them. Yeah. Like elevate healthcare into um, a space where it's it's more efficient. I don't know. It's, What's the know. movie where um, where it was just it was not a real world? It, they were doing this like the real Truman time. Show? Yeah. So I think a lot of conferences in the U.S. are like the Truman Show. And you get out of that, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. There's people doing yeah. really cool things. The yeah. first one that I went to was in 2010 at the NOI pain Man, conference. That's on my list. Oh, that they don't do it anymore. David only did two of them. He did it in I know. I got to get to any course by them. I'm, I'm there. Um, I'm trying the, in these next few years. Um, but So the, it was in 2010 in Nottingham, and I, I, I knew about it. I'd heard about it. And it was like, that sounds like my place to be. And... Um, I I had thought about it and then said no because it's all it's all the way in London. It's not even London. You got to go to Nottingham and and I'm selling my practice and then I have to move and this is just a huge hassle and doesn't make any sense. My kids were saying go. This is what you like. Go. Why you tell us to do what you like? Why don't you do this? Like ah. So about four or five different people said go go go. And then one of my patients said, um, How much money do you need? to be able to afford to go. And I was, I was like, that's a ridiculous question. He referred like three or four friends to the clinic that legit needed help. And he's just looking at me like, so there you go. You're there. Here's your there. And See like, so, all right. And I went, but I was completely blown away by that conference. It was like nothing I had ever been in in the States. It was all sorts of interdisciplinary people, just their name, no ribbons, just them, where they're, what country they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, and questions that were astounding and people that talked over wine and food real food not just donuts and <laughs> bagels but it was it was fantastic and I was like this is a conference this is like no conference I've ever been to yeah. and then I started looking at for them um, because I was like I want more of that yeah. whatever that was I want more of that and isn't it interesting how it takes someone to drag you basically drag you there to go where in other countries like the physios and the doctors, it's like, yeah, of course we're going to travel to this country because this is... And I, I just find it interesting that you're like, oh, it took... A lot. A there lot were, to get you to go. And, and then and ironically, Sarah, the volcano blew, and that's a whole other like, story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you but, said, it took Sandy saying, oh, you need to go to this. Well, well I think it's probably a bit of like... It's you all don't, Heidi Allen gets all the credit. I know, that's yeah. true. But I think it's like you don't know what you don't know until, yeah. until someone else makes it apparent. Yeah. And because um, I didn't actually attend my first, I met Sandy, actually I met Sandy at my second CSM, I ended up on a board at my first CSM, and I had not attended in, what, the 
six years I had been a PT, I had not been to a conference, full stop. I've been to Con Ed, obviously, mm -hmm. but I I hadn't let yet learned or understood the the options and the value and the the benefit that me and all my patients would would get if I started to do these things. And now there's sometimes people will kind of poke us. I think in good good nature about how we're just always traveling professional and, conference goers right really? but but at the same time like how else am I going to get better mm -hmm. yeah seriously addicted to it because it's not just the same people saying the same thing yeah. right. it's people it's paying okay given right. all of that where are we now, going now yeah and every single time is that okay mm -hmm. given yeah. all of that where are we going now and it's always a step yeah. forward and it's always energizing yeah it's I know I've given you guys a hard time and jokingly called you professional conference goers. <laughs> no, no offense taken. However, uh, it actually is pretty cool and it's kind of becoming an addiction for me as well and I'm looking to do more and more eventually. It's just going to, you know, it's a timing thing, I think. It, it definitely has to fit the right time and stuff and, you know, obviously with a growing family now, that's even more difficult, so... Um, it, it definitely becomes uh, difficult to kind of fit the pieces in like a puzzle, but uh, I, I cannot stress enough the value of going to some of these top-notch conferences and what you come away with. You know? Well, and to, and to be fair, like we complete, I, I completely understand and acknowledge, and I'm a very lucky person who gets to do the, these things. And also, to be fair, like we work really hard to make sure we can do these things. But also, if you follow on Twitter. Um, in fact, oh, the Sports man. Congress actually has a freaking YouTube channel. If you mm -hmm. want to see yeah. interviews, and I think even some of the courses. Some of the, and um, the uh, Keith Barr's keynote is up on that YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, check That's out awesome. the YouTube channel. So it's not just so much like I can't make it because of time, money, and effort, and other obligations. Right. If you just follow the hashtag for that conference, if you check out the other mm -hmm. um, supplementary items that those conferences put out. Contact the speakers. Contact yeah. the speakers. But like, I'd, yeah, it's. There, there's ways to do it, even though yeah. you can't necessarily it, be there in person. It is important to acknowledge that not everyone has the luxury to be able to travel when they want mm -hmm. and, to, and to have Absolutely. the money and the time. And someone asked me today, well, how do you go to all these conferences? And I said, I'm good at budgeting my time and my money. Yeah. So you just have to... Yep. Look at the beginning of the year and say, okay, this is my, like, I plan my year out in We color just did that code. for 2019 yeah. Yeah. on the way down to this conference. color code and that, we did, and we did. that's how you can... She was there look and see how can I afford it how much do I have to work I mean for me to go to Graham sessions and sports congress in here in one month meant that I have been working seven days a week since the beginning of January and she gave up the San Diego pain summit and I couldn't right. go to the San Diego right. pain summit yeah, so it, it, it does there. seem like a lot of give and take with that you can't mm -hmm. you can't go to all of them no. and some of them overlap even which makes it even tougher because you got to choose so completely understandable yeah. but uh you know I, I I think at that point, it's if you're picking between two great conferences, you're going to win out no matter what. You're going to win, but also go go to a conference, make some <laughs> clever friends, and then send you know like okay, fine, you're going to that one, you're going to that one, great. Right, and we'll then share the wealth of knowledge yeah. after right. the Absolutely. fact. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've got one final question for you all, um, and this one is kind of a it's a freedom question. Okay, you've got a two minute elevator pitch for your favorite conference. Okay. And you can do more than one. You can do more than one. I'll allow you to pitch two or three conferences, whichever you think are going to be top-notch top -notch conferences. Ready? Go. All right. Um, the International Association for the Study of Pain's World Congress on Pain, which happens every two years around the world, this year will be in Boston. It is not where you're going to go to find clinical practice ideas, but it is where you're going to go to find where the research is going, what they're looking at, what they have said not to bother with. Um, just a phenomenal brain candy event 
Um, and you can meet the actual people doing the actual research and ask all those questions you always wish you had. Uh, the poster hall is not to be missed. Um, but grab a researcher. But grab a researcher. Yeah, <laughs> bring a friend. Um, it's fun. The, and then my, my other one would be the San Diego Pain Summit. Mm-hmm. It is Noted. also an international conference, although it is pinned in San Diego. It has people from multiple different continents and countries and professions and um, all self-selected, interested in learning and understanding pain. Uh, I'm going to second that uh, emotion for uh, San Diego Pain Summit. Um, so I will not leave, use up my time doing that one. And I will talk about the International Back and Neck Pain Forum. Um, so while I love going to the San Diego Pain Summit and the IS Convention, uh, the International Back and Neck Pain Forum is focused on back and neck pain. It is primarily researchers, and it is fun to be the squirrely clinician amongst them. And uh, I hope I'm not ruining it so that it, it blows up, but it's a, it's a small conference. There's no exhibit hall. There's no advertisers. So it really is, I feel like, as unbiased as a, as a conference can be, in, financially at least. And you, again, you are the people who are writing the papers you're reading about low back pain are here, and they will have a beer with you. I got to have a beer with Chris Maine, who wrote the papers He's on amazing. Yellow Flags. He's amazing, um, and he will have a beer with you. And so it's just one of those things where you're like, oh my God, I've read your stuff. You're a cool person, and I get to learn from you right now yeah. in front of me. So that's a it's a it's a nice small conference where, uh, in spite of being a, a just a clinician, uh, you end up feeling very welcome and learning. And I will also third the San Diego Pain Summit, um, so I will not spend my time talking about that one. You're welcome, um, all of you. <laughs> but what I will say is I encourage everyone, if they can, to go to the International Olympic Committee's Injury Prevention uh, Conference that happens once every three years, and it is always in Monaco. Um, so you have a beautiful location, and you have big yachts and things like that. Um, and which is really beautiful, but it's the next one is in 2020, and there you have a wonderful mix of researchers, sports scientists, doctors, and physios. That sounds great. And they're from last year, I think there was a, a thousand people, so it's or 1200, something like that. So it's a doable conference, um, and you just get to hear different perspectives from people from all over the world and kind of like sports congress there were people from almost everywhere everywhere and uh you get it it is obviously sports heavy um but you really get to meet a lot of interesting people i realized i was in a unique position because i was there under the BJSM, working for BJSM, so I definitely got to meet a lot more... British Journal of Sports Medicine. The British Journal of Sports Medicine. Thank you, thank you. So I definitely got to meet a lot more people that way, because Karim Khan is always wanting you to meet people. Yeah. And as as Sarah found out in, um, <laughs> in Copenhagen, but it's a wonderful conference, it's a beautiful location, and you're going to meet people from all over the world, and there, it's a, a U.S. heavy, a lot of U.S. Yeah. people. Oh, so so I, will second, I will second the please go out of your normal track. Like, yeah. I yeah. could get very comfortable going just to the pain conferences, yeah. and I'm, I'm really curious, like, about that one in particular, because it's something that I'm, I want to know more of, because I think it will help my patients. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not the comfy pain science. No, it's so, not. So it's like, yeah, international is really cool for growing your brain, but then don't just stay comfortable in, in your, your spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So so you got to push into those places where you're like, I, I need to learn more about that. Yeah. And it's going to that, the IOC in particular, really reignited my love for sports uh, therapy. You know, I was yeah. an athlete my whole life, and so it just ignited this fun sports therapy and I use it with all of my patients. Yeah. I use that information. It's not I'm not yeah. treating professional handball right. right. players, right. but I use it. We do strength it with and conditioning principles for pelvic yeah. floor rehab. I yeah. mean you, you you need to know it, you need to understand it. So that's my one of mm-hmm. what's on my radar yeah. is maybe that. Yeah. It's awesome. Well and Excellent. if it's I'll throw because I don't think I use my entire elevator ride. I'll throw <laughs> in for like like for the sports congress and of course I'm biased because I just went to it this month. Sure. Um, and I, I and I did fall in love with it. And I'd say a really interesting difference there is um, so there were physicians, there were physios, there were researchers but there are, are a lot of um, clinical researchers like l- legit like I'm a physio working with a team and doing research on this topic so it's not quite that removed where you're like this doesn't even apply to me how am I going to do this to my patients yeah. it's really people like in in the, the thick of it yeah they've got doing it like, like we the said punters, over dinner they have the like two solid they've got a solid foot in the research and a solid foot in the clinic and so they really can kind of blend those worlds beautifully. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So you can tell from hearing this, right? We really legit get we excited it. about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's and like, that's, I'm going to go learn things. Right. That's why I, this, this all came together was because... First off, this is the only only the second live in-person healthcare education transformation podcast episode. So thank you, ladies, for being a part of that. But uh, in our first interview of the week, uh, we had talked about, kind of alluded to and foreshadowed a little that this would be a really good topic. And we've got you all here, and this was like perfect timing. So thank you all for that. Uh, you know, I love having not only experts, but but people who have done done the thing and, and have been in the trenches and have experienced it and are able to share this with our audience because I think it's valuable knowledge. I think they're just going to love it. You know, it's it's going to get some people out of their comfort zones. So. Well, go find out where your passion is and, yeah. and find yeah. it. Go yeah. find it. All right. Well, ladies, thank you again so much for your time uh, and sharing your experience. Could you just go ahead and tell our audience again where they can find you guys online and on social media? I live mostly on Twitter at Sandy Hilton PT. Uh, Sarah Haig PT and you can also look us up on the website www.entropy-physio.com and I am on Twitter at Karen Litzy NYC and you can find more about me at KarenLitzy.com or uh, podcast.healthywealthysmart.com Thanks so much ladies. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast as we greatly appreciate your support to help us advance healthcare education. We are very happy to announce that we have created a new tool to help develop clinicians into better experts. With that being said, we have created the HET Light Tool, which LIGHT stands for Learning Integrated Towards Expertise. And what we've done is we've taken our first year's worth of episodes with experts in the fields of healthcare and education, and we've taken one golden nugget or theory on expertise and presented it to you in a very easily consumable format so that people can take one lesson or nugget per week and map out and plan how to incorporate it into your clinical and educational practices. And by the end of the year, we think you'll be pleasantly surprised at how far you've progressed towards becoming an expert. To find out more, please check it out at pteducator.com slash H-E-T, which is also available in our show notes. Thank you again all for your continued support. Thank you for attending class today, and we hope that you learned something and gained value from the content. 
If you'd like to schedule office hours with us, feel free to add us on Twitter at HET Podcast, on Instagram, HET Podcast, on Facebook, the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast, and the homepage, Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast.com. And for those of you following along in the syllabus, extra credit can be obtained by liking us, sharing us, and leaving a review. Let's continue our journey up Mount Educational Success as lifelong learners.